Hello, everyone, and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. So I came home from work one day, and I was in the bathtub, and my husband comes home, and he goes straight and turn on some music, and he put on an old song by Patty Austin, The Ability to Swing. And I started thinking about it. I was like, you know, the ability to swing is a wonderful thing because, especially in relationships, you know, all your relationships go through so many changes. And if you don't have the ability to swing, you can hold yourself up. You can make yourself miserable. But if you just swing with what's going on, when the relationships are changing, then you will be better off. Let's start with the first relationships of our life. We have relationships with our parents. Our parents, and they have an infant, and then you turn into a toddler. You can't treat a toddler like an infant, so the relationship has changed. And then the toddler becomes a preteen. You can't treat a preteen like a toddler. And of course, there's a little bit in between that, but you can each stage. You have to treat differently. So therefore, the relationship is changing and you need to be able to change with it. I was um, looking up some poetry <laughs> and I came across a Chinese proverb. It says, when the winds of change blow, some people build walls and some people build windmills. I want to be a windmill type of girl. I want to be able to blow where I need to blow when it's time to change in every aspect of any relationship. You know, then you have a relationship with your husband. And if you've been married as long as I have, which now is 34 years, you need to have the ability to change with your relationship. Now, in the beginning, and you are so full of, as they say, vim and vigor, and you are just so in love, and he's so intriguing, and you're so intriguing, and it's all wonderful, but it doesn't stay like that all the time. And you need to have the ability to change or the ability to swing. Swing in the way that you need to change. Now, after you've been married for a while and things change, say for instance, a baby comes, then there's a change. And it's a change for you and it's a change for your husband. And you're not going to change in the same ways because we women do have that maternal instinct. And sometimes your husband can be jealous of the time that you spend with your baby. But you have to have that ability to swing where you are talking to him and letting him know, hey, this does not affect you. This love that we have, instead of being 
jealous of the time that we spend or that I spend with the baby, you need to come and join. We need to hold the baby and do all the things that we need to do together. And then when we put the baby down to sleep, then we're still in love and sweet on each other because we respect each other for being the parents that we are, for being the parents of putting the baby's needs before ours. And that is to have the ability to adapt to the changing relationships. Okay, so when I had my first son and my husband um, would keep him when I worked, I worked part-time, so he would keep him and his friends would come over and they would play video games and the baby was in the walker at that time and they would give him a remote control that wasn't even hooked up to anything and he thought he was playing. So he was good, but that was having the ability to adapt to the relationship that he had to deal with at the time. We must adapt, people, in order to keep it moving. We must adapt to what is going on, to the cards that are dealt to us. And you must be able to adapt to the change that happens as things goes on. Here's another poem, and this poem is by Rodolfo Costa. Learn to adapt. Things change. Circumstance change. Adjust yourself and your efforts to what it is presented to you so you can respond accordingly. Never see change as a threat because it can be an opportunity to learn, to grow, evolve, evolve and become a better person. I believe we became better people when we became parents because now someone is looking at us. We have to try to teach this little bitty person how to live. And do we want to show them that we can't adapt? Because we expect them to adapt. So we need to, as the poem said, not look at it as a threat and look at it as an opportunity to grow. We need to know that that is what change is. Most of the time, it is to help you to grow. It is to help you to be the best you can be as you are on your journey and you are reaching, going towards your destiny. You really want to be able to adapt to the cards that are dealt to you. You do not want to be whining and holding yourself back because you want to hold on to what was. What was is gone. Understand what is and hold on to that before it's gone and it's what was. And you're still holding on to what was before this was is. <laughs> I know that's a lot. That's a big mouthful, but it's the truth. You know, life can be so precious, but life is only precious if you make it precious. If you are 
dragging your heels about everything that go on, you have something negative to say about everything that is going to go on, then your life is not going to be precious. Your life is not going to be the best that it can be because you're still holding on to what was instead of holding on to what is. This is the way that we should all live our lives. Now, you know, I have told you guys about this song before by Lucas Graham, Seven Years. And he talks about what his dad told him when he was young, that he better go out and make some friends before he would be lonely. And, you know, we are teaching our kids what they see in us. So what do you want them to see? Be the person that you dream that you are. Be that person because nobody thinks that they're horrible or that they are not you know, great. So be the person that you talk about being. Sometimes we talk about it and we're not it, but be that person that you truly, truly want to be, that you truly want the world to see. You need to be that person. Now, this little quote came from Charles Davidson. It says, it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. They are the ones that will survive. You must adapt to the change and you must make it your reality because change is not going to stop. And it only helps you to grow. You need this change or else we would just stay where we are forever. And who wants to stay where you are forever? This life was not meant to be standing still. This life was meant to keep moving and keep progressing and keep changing. So you must adapt to the change in your relationships. You have relationships with your siblings and the relationships adapt and they change. You know, I was the youngest girl out of seven kids. I have two younger brothers, but I was the youngest girl. And the three older, three girls that were older than me, they were always trying to be beautiful and putting their makeup on and and then you'd go to the store because you thought you were cute <laughs> walk to the store and I was the youngest so they were always trying to leave me and they were always saying you're too young you're too young to do this you're too young to do that and now that we're older they're asking me what's taking me so long to get to the age of maybe the 50 and keep going. It's like, what's taking you so long? Well, remember I was the youngest and now things have changed and we have adapted to the change and we still all get along. But the change is, Oh, can you do this? Cause you younger, <laughs> you young, good thing you young. Cause I can't handle that or <laughs> some, something as funny as that. But you must 
be willing to change and adapt. I went through many, many changes with my siblings. There has been times where it's like, oh, she gets on my nerves. I'm not talking to her no more. And then it works its way out. Or, you know, we are always close and we always are considerate of each other's feelings. But sometimes things happen that are beyond your control and it might put a wrinkle in the armor for a minute and take you back a bit. But if you are willing to adapt to the change and willing to know that this relationship means something to you, then you can adapt and go with whatever it is, even though you had no way of knowing that this would happen and you had no way of stopping it, no way of making it happen another way. For instance, so I married my sister's boyfriend's son and my sister had been with this guy and so her son, his son, sorry, his son met me and of course my husband asked me to marry him on pretty much the first date even though I had knew him a while but I hadn't never went on a date with him and then as soon as I went on a date with him then he asked me to marry him and then my sister and his father broke up. I was very hurt about them breaking up but then my husband's father was doing things and talking to my husband and it was my sister and I had to tell my husband listen you need to stay out of it that woman that he's breaking up with is not just a woman out in the street this is my sister I'm not gonna let just anything happened to my sister. I'm not going to let anybody just talk and say anything about my sister. So you must stay out of it. And so his father called me and he said, you know, that's my son. I'm like, yes. And I'm your son's wife. And he says, but you telling him that I can't you know, talk to him about your sister. I was like, listen, all I'm asking is that you keep us out of it because you are starting to cause problems in our relationship because you are having problems in your relationship. And that's my sister. And he said, I don't care. It's my son. I said, well, can you do for your son what I can do for your son? If not, then you need to back up and get out of our relationship with your relationship. That was the first time that I had really spoke up to my father-in-law, but that was a change in the relationship and it needed to happen. It was a change in the relationship with him and my sister. So that means the dynamics of my relationship with him had changed. And so therefore, I can't let you come messing up my relationship because you messed up yours or, you know. So then he had a child and my sister is just a wonderful person. 
that when he had this child, the mother was not in the picture. And my sister took that child and raised that child, even though she was not with that man. So I have a niece that is my niece and my sister-in-law. Love her to death. But I had to have the ability to adapt to the new situation, to the new way that things were going to be. And now my niece is my sister-in-law, but whoever she is, I love her. And I am able to adapt to whatever is necessary. And then it caused problems between my sister and me because of insecurities. And I had two kids that was around my sister-in-law's age. And so I thought that they would be close. They went to the same uh, homeschooling program. And I don't know if my sister thought that I wanted the child for myself, which I didn't because I already had two kids of my own. So therefore, it caused a riff in the relationship with me and my sister. So therefore, we weren't as close for, I'd say, maybe two years. And then as soon as I needed my sister, she was right there. She was right there and she was there for me. And then all that other stuff didn't matter. All that stuff that other people created. And so then we changed in our relationship. The relationship shifted and then we became closer and we became back to close sisters that we should have been all along. We let other people come in and ruin our relationship with their dynamics and the things that they were doing. And then we weren't communicating like we should have been communicating or maybe, I don't know, maybe we were just too full, not listening. I don't know, but glad that part is over with and we were able to adapt and come together. You know, time is short. You shouldn't spend a lot of time being angry at someone. People tell me that they have a twin brother and they haven't talked to their twin brother in like five years. Oh my goodness, people, time is so valuable and you need to be able to shift and adapt with anything that goes on where you just is not talking to the person at all. They didn't kill you. They didn't kill no one of, that you love or whatever, whatever it is. The only thing that should keep you from being in a relationship with your siblings is if one of you just refuse to adapt. And people do. People do refuse to adapt because they're going to do what they want to do and you're not going to do what you, they want what you want them to do or they want you to do. And so then the relationship has to be on hold until somebody comes to their senses. And so you have to have the ability to swing and the ability to adapt because every relationship goes through changes. 
every relationship, if it is has any time on it, it goes through changes. Then you have your relationship with your children, which I have talked about on the other end of the parents. Now your children, oh my goodness, when you bring your child home, it is just the most wonderful little tiny thing in the world. And then that child starts to develop. And even if you have one and you have another, they're not going to develop the same. You're not going to do everything the same as you do the first one. So you have to have the ability to adjust to the changing relationship of each child's demeanor. You have to have the ability to do what's necessary for each and every child. And what what child what one child needs, the other child may not need. But you got to be able to adapt to the situation of whatever each child needs. Oh my god, I think about my parents, seven kids. Oh my goodness. This one needing this, this one needing this, this one needing that, mentally, physically, all of these things. So I really commend my parents. No matter what they did, they did the best that they could. And that's all that can be asked of a parent, that no matter what you do, that you do the best that you can for the child that you have brought into the world. And nobody said that it was going to be perfect. Not one person said it was going to be perfect. Nobody said that what you do for this child is perfect and what you do for that child is going to be perfect. You just do the best you can. But if you refuse to change, that is not the best that you can. So you have to deal with it. And then I was looking at This Is Us. This Is Us on TV, you know, their final season. And I was looking at that and the the young girl, I don't even know how old she is. I think she's in high school. She then snuck on a bus telling her parents that she is going to see her girlfriend. And then she goes to her boyfriend who is in college in Harvard and he already has a child. And so, of course, in her mind, she's thinking he's away at college and He already has a child, so we know he knows what it is to have an intimate relationship. And so, therefore, she's sitting up there like, okay, I'm ready. And so she catches this bus and goes there. And then he's not pressuring her, but she tells him she's ready. And then, of course, he's happy. And they go and they do the do. And then when she gets home and her father hears the message on the phone that, oh, the bed is just too big without you. And it was a twin bed. (laughs) And then the father hears that and he's so upset and he's like, I'm going to ground her for the rest of her life. And then the mother is like, you can't ground her. We have to understand that her life is changing and she's growing up and we need to adapt and adjust with her. So she's in high school. So the mother says, I'm going to take her to get some birth control pills because I don't want her 
to get pregnant, but we have to understand that her life is changing and she is evolving. Now, that took a very good person to understand you cannot control what happens, but you can control the consequences because everything that happens has consequences and repercussions. So she didn't want the repercussion or the consequences of becoming a grandmother. So therefore she was going to get that girl some birth control pills because if she sneak off again, then what, you know? So therefore they adjusted, they adapted, and they were going to do whatever is necessary so that they are not the bad consequences or the bad repercussions. Then I can talk about my son. You know, we had boys, two boys. And so the older one, he had a long distance relationship. So of course we was happy about that. Yay! So this young girl he had met who had came from out of town to meet with one of her best friends from first grade. And she started talking to my son and then she left and went back home. And so then they would call and talk on the phone. That was wonderful. A long distance relationship and he's in high school. That was the perfect way to go as far as I could see. But then he wanted to go to visit her. I think he was like 16. He wanted to go and visit her and I'm thinking, you're not going nowhere to visit this girl by yourself. That's what I'm thinking. And I was like, oh my goodness. Now he thinks that he's supposed to go out of town to visit somebody on the bus. He's 16 years old. So I said, no. My husband, thinking other things, but I'll tell you a little further in with that. But I said, no. And then her mother calls me and asked me why I wouldn't let my son come to visit her daughter. They've been talking on the phone and this and that. And I'm really, I'm like, is this mother crazy? What is going on with her? And I told her, I'm not letting him come visit your daughter because I'm not trying to be a grandmother. That is why I won't let my son come visit your daughter. So then I don't know. But he snuck and went. Told me he was going over to his friend's house to spend the weekend. And he would um, be gone the whole weekend. My husband knew, though. My husband knew, which I'm happy that my husband knew. Because at least he was communicating with one of us. And so, therefore, I had to have the ability to adapt to the situation. Of course, as far as I was concerned, they could have broke up. I didn't care. He didn't need to go. But my husband's thinking another way and just worried about, you know, the boy being able to be trusted and go or whatever. And so I end up finding out that he was going. And because my husband knew and he talked to me, blah, blah, blah. So I called my son who he was just in the basement, but you know, I'm upstairs. So I call him 
And I said, okay, so you are going to go see your girlfriend. I said, do you have condoms? And he says, no, mother, but if it'll make you feel better, you can go buy me some. And I said, no, it would make me feel better if you already had them with me. You had this situation under control. It doesn't make me feel better if I got to go buy them. So I need you to have the ability to adjust because you don't want those consequences and repercussions of having a child. And this is my son that always said he never wanted kids and he doesn't have any to this day. And he, so I knew he didn't want to slip up and have no child and we're dealing with real life here. So I know he wasn't going there to play patty cake. And so that was how I dealt with that. And so of course I had made sure that he had some when he left. And so that was my ability to adapt and to swing into what was the reality of things. My son was not, not going to sow his oats or not going to go and not try to be the young man that young men are. I just had to understand and I had to let him know that if this is what you're going to do, you need to do it responsibly because I say all the time, if you don't want any children, you need to take responsibility not to have children and not put it off on the other person. You are responsible for yourself because my husband says all the time, if a young lady gets pregnant, it is not up to you whether she's going, what she's going to do with this pregnancy. It is not up to you. You are not her husband. You just some guy that is out there, which of course, girlfriend and boyfriend or whatever. But we know at that age, at 16, 17, 18, things change. And I know this from firsthand looking at it. I have sisters, of course, and my parents, by my dad being a minister, he he was not having them have no children out of wedlock. And so therefore, you couldn't even date until you were 16. And then it had to be at our house and you wasn't going too many places. And then after you couldn't go any places, you were going to sit there and he was probably going to be there reading the paper not too far away. So therefore, things have changed and we are not on top of our kids like they were before, even though before things still happen and you just had to adapt to the change. Because back in the day, somebody would get pregnant, they would disappear and then they would come back and wouldn't have no baby and just be a little chubbier and you knew nothing about it. That was when I was really, really little and I remember that happening to some young lady at church. The bottom line is that no matter what goes on, no matter what happens, instead of holding on to what was, you must be able to change and adapt to the situations of any relationship because you don't want to just wave your hand at it and let it go. 
you must have meaningful relationships and have meaningful consequences. And so therefore, you have to have the ability to do what you need to do in every change, in every relationship, and in every situation. Thank you guys for listening to me. You can email me at sshtmpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Listen Now, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Reason Podcasts, and there's a couple of more. But I look forward to talking to you guys each and every time that I come on and I hope that you look up some of the music and some of the poems that I have read to you and talked about the music because you won't be sorry. I love you all and I look forward to talking to you again soon and have a great week. Bye.